Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at recruiting firm RiderFlex. If you enjoyed today's guest interview, please give it a like and be sure to subscribe to the RiderFlex podcast. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. Ben Lund on the Rider Flex podcast. Hi, Ben. How are you? Hey, yo. Doing well. Glad to are be you, here. You in Mass? Huh? You're somewhere I, in Mass. Yep. I'm in, yep, just south of Boston in a town called Dedham. Um, so Dedham. we right in downtown Dedham, which is a great spot near a bunch of restaurants, coffee shops, pubs. Downfall is sometimes you'll see uh, emergency crew go through. So if a siren goes on, I'll just uh, mute myself. But it's a great spot, um, centrally located. Did you grow up in Massachusetts? Grew up in Wisconsin. That's okay. So you have this blended, I can almost see that, right? The Wisconsin accent. Now you live in Mass and it's kind of like <laughs> you, you put it in like a bowl and stirred it up. And there, yeah. yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And now we're just in Wisconsin two weeks ago for a family reunion way up north, just shy of the upper peninsula of Michigan. So, but yeah, no, born and raised, moved out of Wisconsin when I was 17, um, but had a, definitely enjoyed my time there. Tell me about your family, mom, dad, siblings. Yep. So two parents, uh, born and raised Wisconsin, two older brothers. And it's actually interesting because um, on your base is very much entrepreneurship. We're all entrepreneurs. We didn't oh. plan it that way, but it just so happened to be my oldest brother, entrepreneur ever since pretty much he started his professional career in his young 20s okay brother jamie came on board uh middle brother and then i um hopped on board about four years ago so yeah i don't know we didn't really plan it that way it's just kind of like a fun fact you're like huh how about that and we're all just kind of <laughs> doing our own thing what do i and what did dad mom and dad do yeah so my dad um you know different um is you know our parents age, you know, it's a different, it was a different professional life where you work for one company and he works for, he worked for a company called, um, called Amity Leather based in West Bend, Wisconsin. That's where we grew up okay. and uh, they made leather goods like wallets, purses, handbags. And he was just followed that career successful. And then we moved to Massachusetts because he moved for a new company working for Buxton Leather out in, um, was it Springfield or Chicopee? Western Mass. So picked up the family and moved out to Western Mass. And then, um, yeah, and then, I mean, that's that I eventually went to UMass Amherst because it's right over there. And then my mother, uh, yeah, stay at home mom, um, formerly and, and an artist. And um, yeah, so it's, it, Different than, I guess, the professionals of now. It's more like you work for a company, you stay for 25 years, maybe you'll switch, maybe you won't, and then you go yeah. on to the company. And he just so you graduated, you graduated high school in Mass then? So I finished high school in Massachusetts. So midway through junior year, we did the big move. Ooh, uh, ooh, that's, oh, that's, <laughs> a tough, that's a tough time to move for a teenager. I was not the most pleased because, you know, I, I, I had my friends, my buddies. Sure, and, man. Yeah. And here we go. Here's a little disruption. But you know what? It worked out. You know, people are really nice. Made okay. some 
friends out here. And then once he went to UMass Amherst, that all hit the reset. But yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't the most ha- happiest camper. So <laughs> that one, that one rocked me a little bit. <laughs> Are you, uh, were you a good kid? Were you rebel? Were you uh, like straight A student? Were you, uh, what, give, give me some. Yeah. yeah, no, I would say I was a good kid. I mean, um, my oldest brother kind of paved the way. And um, so uh, you know, I think he gave my parents a little bit more grief um, at the time. So, um, but no, he'll be listening. He'll be listening to this podcast. Know, what's, his, what's his yeah. What's his first name? Oh, Christian. Oh, Christian's Christian. awesome. He's uh, he's always been the um, kind of like leader of the pack, like paving okay. his own path, and um, yeah, right. very successful. But Ben, but Ben was a good kid. You didn't know no arrest records, no no jail time, no, nothing crazy. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't fleeing the state of Wisconsin due to a criminal <laughs> record. Um, so no, no, good kid. You know, average. I knew what was expected of me in high school, and that was you know, be active in sports, get B's. And I literally graduated with 3.0. Oh, I just like, okay, get B's. And that's what I'm going to do. And then in college, that's when I ran things up. I'm like, okay, this is my job now. I got to try even harder, but no. Oh, 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 really? Okay. So grades were even better in college. Okay. Uh, no, no, but, but did you loosen up a little bit? A little partying in there? Tell me about it. (laughs) Oh, well, UMass Amherst, they call it Zoomass. So yeah, no, we had fun. And, um, you know, had to live up to the reputation, but it was always uh, education first. So no matter what condition or what I was doing last night, I always made always made a point to go to class. Um, All right, very very good. Uh, but before yeah. we go, I want to come back. I'm gonna because I know you majored in marketing, so you had an in, early interest in marketing. Uh, real quick though, your folks are they still still in mass? Still still alive? Still healthy? Still married? What's the scoop there? Still alive, still healthy. They just had their, I forget what number anniversary, 50-something anniversary. Wow, okay. Okay. No, yesterday. Um, No, so they have a place down in Cape Cod. Um, No, they're doing well. We were with them just no more than two weeks ago. Um, That's great. But yeah. No, they're doing great. They're you doing know, great. I, uh, I, I, I have a high deal of respect for couples that make it fifty years plus. I mean, that that is that is something, man. I mean, that 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 is not easy to do. You know? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Very good. Um, and how about now? Family, relationships, kids, anything? What's your What's the personal story for you? Yeah, so my wife and I, we met at UMass Amherst. Um and how'd you meet her? Give me the give me the how'd you were you at a party? I want to know the give me the scoop, man. Was she like uh did yeah, she, she in a class? A, field hockey party. It was a field hockey party, my freshman or sophomore year. And um yeah, you know, we met, we were friends for a couple of years, and then you know, one thing turned into the next, and then before graduation, then we started dating and then Pretty much the rest is history. Um, now hold on, I want to dig. I want to dig in there for oh, a minute. Come on, I thought you were going to breeze over this stuff. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Okay, so at first you're just kind of hanging out. You guys are. She's at the party. You're at the party. You're like, hey, what's her what's her first name? Jordan. 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 Yep. I like it. You're like, yeah, Jordan. There's Jordan again. Okay, but you kind of like you, you got you feel a little something like you 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 you're attracted. Oh, yeah. no, there's always something there. Oh, there was always something. There was always sure. something there. Okay, okay. 
And then, but she had a boyfriend at the time, probably, or something. You, you, you nailed it on the head. Yep. Okay. She had All right. Uh, and then yeah. you saw your opening. At some point, you saw an opening. I saw the opening. And, I, well, it was the opportunity was closing because um, we were about to graduate. I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh-huh. We're going to graduate. She can't. Yeah. So I'm like, this is my time. If you're going to, if you're going to make a move, now's the time. Um, Good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been married? Man, I'm starting to lose track. Uh-oh. 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 Jordan's going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, let's call it 14. We were met in 28 or 2008. So yeah, 13, 14 ish. Wow. All right. How many kids? We have three. So we have, um, Griffin, boy, 11, Autumn, 8, and then we just welcomed the caboose of the family, uh, right. little Bowden, uh, or Bo, and he's going to be one year in September, September 20th. Ooh, it's busy. It's your house, buddy. It's oh, busy. Yeah. It's busy. There's always, there's always action. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. So early interest in marketing, were you, were you uh, like a creative like, was that always in you? Yeah, so definitely not creative. Always a strong interest in business. Um, okay. And honestly, I think it's more just like building relationships with other folks and just... Um, All right. So I knew I wanted to get into business. And then when I started taking classes, the marketing classes were the fun classes. I see. I'm, and, you know, stats, oof accounting no thanks like could do it but just not for me they're great for other people and i'm sure other people are super into it not me but the marketing marketing classes always those are always fun and and then so at that point once i started taking those classes I'm like okay this is fun this is what i i want to do and you know thankfully yeah. i've had the opportunity ever since graduating in 2004 to do that were you um early on were you a uh, branding or strategy or design like what parts of marketing were your favorite yeah you know it was all um not so much branding it was almost just and this is pre-internet of yeah. just like yeah kind of like or even early infancy internet of like almost like guerrilla marketing, how to get the name out. And what do they call it? Like the four P's. Um, mm. I don't know, just like very like traditional type stuff. But then once I got into my career, then I found a path into digital and the rest is history. I mean, once I got a taste of that, I'm like, oh, this is really fun. And really. So at school at UMass, they didn't teach any the internet was around and kicking, but they didn't take any digital courses, none of mm. which any, mm. any training was directly uh, on jobs. Um, and then once I got a taste of that, I really, um, uh, really okay. enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, yeah. For the listeners, by the way, Ben Lund on LinkedIn, you'll see he worked for Monster, Yahoo, Google. I mean, you worked for some big companies, bro. I mean, uh, you, uh, that's no. a good experience, right? That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Early in my career, I worked at Monster and that was, uh, you know, nothing too glamorous. It was uh, straight out cold calling, yeah. telesales, mm-hmm. dialing for dollars, selling ad space. Um, great job. Wasn't a long-term career. I was there for a few years, but when you're young, you can do quite well if you're successful in any sales organization. Right. Yes. Um but it was it was fun, and I knew I loved the advertising part. I loved uh, I working see. for an internet company. I didn't like 
well, frankly, calling 70 people a day. <laughs> like that, and I did it for two and a half years and it was fun. It was a very like young organization. We had a lot of fun and you could do well uh, financially, but I was like, great job, not a career. And then okay. I got a solid break and being introduced to someone at Yahoo mm. to work for an office right here in Boston, downtown crossing. Um, and then that's when I got into... Um, less dialing for dollars and more actually search engine marketing uh, okay. companies. And then, so I learned at you know, Yahoo when Yahoo was still a thing, right. When Yahoo was a Google, um, of like how to optimize search campaigns for big brands. And that okay. was kind of fun. Mm. All right. And then, uh, and then what happened? You got recruited away from Yahoo or what happened? Yeah. Then I, I, so Yahoo, what was I? I was an account manager or account lead, whatever yeah. the last title was. Um, yeah. And I was very much like optimizing search campaigns for big companies like Fidelity and Merrill okay. and Bank of America. And it was great. But then I, a recruiter reached out and had an opportunity for an ad agency called RKG, Rim Coffin Group, which was yeah. since acquired by Merkel. I see. For a sales role. And I'm like, you know what? I, I did like sales, but I didn't like the dialing for dollars. And this was a much more strategic. Okay. As brands were like, hey, like, for example, Big Sporting Goods, which was a client, or they're like, hey, we like your agency. We're going out for RFP. Do you want to participate? And then I would be the lead helping to put together the strategy. At the time, flying around the country, um, doing like these pitches, and I'd supporting staff, of course. Okay. And that was that was great. Just um, in-person sales and very much more strategic on all forms of marketing. Um, now, this is right before Google. My question now is like right around here between 2011 and 2014. Are you thinking I want to own my own agency? I want to own my own business. All this is temporary. I have a plan. Are you talking to your wife about it? What What's going through your head at this time? Great question. Um, so earlier in my career, when I was... Um, Probably right about that time when so when Griffin was eleven, or he's eleven now. So about eleven years ago, my other brother Jamie, I was talking to him like Jamie, and he also works in advertising. I'm like we should just start a agency. Oh. Huh? I'm like we know how to do this. A lot of people don't. Like I think we could do pretty well at this. And then kudos to him. He's just like yeah, let's let's do it. And then we got our first client. Um, so the okay now let me stop you there now but but first you worked for Google for a while and you were still talking you were talking to your brother about no, no, so this is um oh. this was just like a a page of a story this oh, I see like, okay uh, we're like hey right. I think we can do this and then he's like I'm in and then we got our first client and then um I got you know cold feet um you know we oh. just had our firstborn relatively new to housing so just got our mortgage and then i just got like freaked out i'm like ah i'm like too nervous <laughs> like it wasn't it, the timing wasn't right for me okay he continued on and he ran a successful organization and oh. Uh, oh. continued so i bowed out and then so i was like rkg rim coffin group since acquired by merkel and then i went to google i heard they were hiring and um, knew someone who worked there so yeah so then i pretty much like said, nope, not right now. And then continued on my professional career. I see. I but see. in the back of my mind, the wheels are always thinking about this, but mm. what's the time to activate? Because young kids, young family, at least for mm. me, my comfort mm. zone at that okay. point. Okay. Ready. 
Okay. And then, um, so what, and your brother continued with his business and then you worked for Google for four years. And then what happened? Did you, is rise your brother? Is that you and your brother or was he's got a separate thing? What's the separate thing? And then so rise is all mine. So I was at Google, uh, which was awesome. Loved the experience there. Um, but you know, it was really great in all formats of, uh, of Google, like the, the compensation, the work culture, the colleagues, which I'm still friends with uh, several to this day. But I worked at a satellite office, which is Cambridge. And I'm always looking for, okay, what's next? Like once you master this role. And I just, I don't I, I had a really hard time fighting growth in this satellite office. And there's a lot more growth if you were to work in Chicago or New York, and I wasn't going to relocate family. So as positions came about, I would apply and I just, it just wouldn't happen. Uh, Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're seeing your brother at Thanksgiving dinner and he's got his own business and you're like, yeah, I know exactly. And, (laughs) you know, and I would do well at all my performance reviews. So, you know, a couple of years starting to get a little frustrated, not like very like agitated but then you know i firmly believe if you're not growing you're gonna start to fall behind okay and if you're in the same role over and over again at least in my mind mm-hmm. you're not really progressing sure you're gonna get the bonus pay and you know yeah what's safe which nothing is safe in my nothing opinion. is safe nothing is safe i always love it. i always love that when candidates you know you know rider flex where our day job is a recruiting firm right yeah, and yeah. Uh, I always love it when candidates like, well, I'm going to take this one job with with Google because you know it's safe. It's a regular job. I'm just like, nothing is safe. Please stop saying that. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, get no, back. No, no, absolutely nothing is safe. Um, uh, and then so, bah, 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 bah. so then I was like, all right, I'm not getting growth in my uh, career at Google. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start to interview outside of Google, and then I was given. Uh, where was this? This was at Cridio, which is an ad uh, platform. They offered me a position and I almost took it, but then I was like, you know what? In the back of my mind, I'm like, if I take this job, I'm never going to jump into entrepreneurship because I'm going to stay there for a few more years. And then who knows if I have the energy to like really give it an honest effort. So then my approach was like, you know what? You always want to do this. Let's take the jump to start this, give myself some level of runway. And if I start to see success, keep it going. If I don't, I scratch the itch and then I move on. And then I'm just going to work for another company as I was planning to do anyhow. So that was, that was the moment where I'm like, all right, no, I'm going to leave Google instead of just work for another company, try to do what you've always wanted to do, but we're just a little afraid of jump into it. Worst case scenario, work for another company. Did you get your first client signed before you gave your notice to Google? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. No. I was, no. uh... <laughs> whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't have a, cl- you didn't have a client in your back pocket before you quit? I think I had like one verbal and it was for like seven fifty a month. It was nothing. It was, uh, no, no, I went, I took a leap of Woo. all, but you know, I was under the mindset. How many kids of, did you have? How many kids did you have right then? Two at the time. So you're uh, telling your wife, I can just hear you the conversation. You're like, honey, um, listen, <laughs> Google, I, I worked for the biggest company on the planet and they're paying me really good money. I know we have two kids, but I'm going to quit this. And she's like, okay, what are you going to, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> well, I'm going to start my own business, but I don't have any, I don't have any customers, but, but I'm going <laughs> to. <Yeah. laughs> More or less. She knew I've always wanted to do this. And eventually she's like, 
all right, you know what? Go for it. I'm like, if I don't start getting some clients in X amount of months, then we move back. Or I did you have some savings? Did you have a little nest egg of cash? You must have had like a little pile over here or something. A little pile. It wasn't a massive pile. So it was like, <laughs> you know, like retirement stuff. Yeah. So I'm very focused, at least for me. Like, don't touch that. Okay. And then I had still not that much, maybe three to six months of. No, so I was, I was going pretty thin um but you know was, what? Uh, was your yeah. brother was your brother like hey man don't start your own thing just come over here with me so he we've uh, had that conversation several times throughout um but yeah i don't know i just want to start my own but okay. he was actually extremely okay. helpful uh jamie was in terms of kind of coaching me early on of like okay what to expect yeah, um right, right, and okay. even sending referrals of like hey ben because they oh, were that they helps were, Talk that to helps person, talk to this person to like get some traction early on and very, then very good and then so how i looked at this i'm like i got this runaway and again it's not a big runaway like three to six months but every i was so motivated because every client i got even if it was let's say a thousand dollars a month yeah what that did is you start getting some revenue so instead of like oh instead of five months of runaway five months, two weeks of runway. And then to every client I would get, I'm like, oh, I can do this for a little bit longer. Yeah, I can do this yeah, for a little yeah. bit longer. And then, pretty, and then pretty soon you signed enough where you're like, oh, shit, I need help. And then you hired your first employee. That's correct. Yes. Yep. All right. Very good, man. Woo, scary stuff right there. Bro. No, I, it's I, scary, but, um, you know, <laughs> you I'm, know sure you, I'm sure you've done the same thing. Oh, I, I'll never forget the conversation with my wife when I told her I was starting Rider Flex. And she's like, oh, well, what's that going to pay? And I was like, well, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe nothing the first year. Yeah. I think the first year, the first year of Rider Flex, I think I paid myself like 20 grand or something. I can't even remember. Anyway, yeah. um, one of the things to the listeners I just wanted to point yeah. out here was, you know, for advice on inspiring entrepreneurs. You know, you, what you heard Ben say right there is, look, if it doesn't work, you can just go get another job. And I, I've said that over and over, you know, so many aspiring entrepreneurs, I think, I think sometimes they think, okay, if I do this and I fail, like, oh my God, life's over. No, actually it's not. You can just go get another job. It's, it's going to be all right. <laughs> and I'm sure future employers will just see the entrepreneurship yes. have, and then you're like oh i thought you were here based on that experience you're actually up here totally agree um yes so yeah definitely not for waste at all no could, yeah totally uh, totally agree okay very good all right so let's do the uh how'd you pick rise by the way rise market how'd you pick the name naming a company is very hard yeah, <laughs> um, right very yeah. hard and i wanted something that would be you know something what we do for clients of like up level their business and the traffic and the leads. So something that was like uplifting. So I really liked rise. And, and then I also liked, even though at the time it was just advertising, we we're just doing a lot of like Google ads, social ads. We weren't doing the whole gamut of marketing, which is SEO and email okay. and everything else. Okay. But I wanted to be under the marketing umbrella, knowing that we're going to open up other channels. And then I liked the, the group. It just seems bigger. It just feels bigger. And I had the vision of not just being like yeah. a sole proprietor, but like, so yeah, that's just. Yeah. Group. I, I, I like the, I like the fact the group is on there, by the way, for the list, it's rise marketing group. And the website is rise MKG.com, right? Rise Mark, yep. MKG for marketing rise MKG.com rise marketing group. Give us the, 
give us the elevator pitch for Rise Marketing as it stands today. Go for it. Yeah, sounds good. So we are a performance marketing agency. And when I say a performance agency, we're not the big branding agency. It's really dollar in, dollar out of what's working and what's not working. And underpinning all that is just a ton of data and analytics because at the end of the day, our clients are looking for growth. And if you're doing a bunch of campaigns that are working, they're going to keep you and keep you hiring and offer have you do more and more work. Um, so very much a performance-oriented agency to hit or exceed client goals. Another wrinkle to us is we're not a big organization. It's me plus 10 other people, seven full-time, three part-time. Okay. But as a boutique agency, we are very much, um, we customize to the client needs. We're not a big agency where we're just like throw them into the process and it'll work 70% of the time, but the other 30 doesn't, they don't care. They're just still growing. So we very much customize to the needs of the client. So um, yeah, that's who we okay. are. Okay. Are you uh, targeting small to mid? Do you do anything or and do you target geographically? Talk to me about that as far as your clients. Yeah. So we work with a variety of clients. I think we're working maybe like 45-ish or so clients right now. Good. Good for you. We do... We start off without a specific niche and we are still open to pretty much like all engagements, but what's starting to happen is we're getting these pockets that are building up. So mm-hmm. small businesses in a pocket, e-commerce is a pocket, okay. um, education is a pocket. And then, and pretty much any like lead gen type company, whether B2C or B2B is a pocket. So okay. they're starting to come to these, um, areas um you know we're not the agency would you know some agencies have complete focus are like we just work with dentists we're not that uh but we are building out these yeah these sub verticals um okay. that we have a lot of experience and success with you know i i recommend for the uh for the listeners you know everybody says you have to have a niche and niche and all this and oh you got to specialize I, I, when you're a service business and you're just starting out, I, I don't necessarily agree. I like the generalist approach, uh, especially if you're starting out and you freaking need cash, you need clients. Like if, sure, if somebody yeah. call, if somebody calls you, you know, and they're like, I want to pay you for your service and you're just starting out, you're not going to say, no, I only do, you know, dentists or whatever. You're going to say yep. yes. <laughs> no, especially early days, never said no. Yeah. To that. Yes. Okay. Got it. I'll, I'll make it happen. <laughs> I told, I totally agree. You know, I, I get that. Sometimes I get that pushback from some of the advisors and equity holders here at recruiting firm yeah. Riderflex, And they'll be like, Oh, you guys really need to specialize. And I'm like, Hey, look, here's the deal. When the phone rings, if they need recruiting, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. If they need recruiting and you know, you can do a great job. Yeah. It, Don't exactly. hold back. Like, no, nah, I just want to focus on this segment. But like, yeah, uh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Uh, very good. Okay. Uh, you know, I also like what you said about the smaller team that is flexible and can customize and pivot and adapt. You know, uh, I like that, and we're the same, right? I always approach mm-hmm. when I first started Riderflex. I had me and Scott. We kind of had this thing over. Like, okay. This is how we're going to do the recruiting. And this is this is going to be the exact process that we're going to put the clients through and the candidates. And then we had this yep. thing. And then we started getting clients and they're like, no, no, no. I want, <laughs> I want this. I want this. I want this. I want that. I want this. 
we quickly realized like, okay, actually what we're going to do is we're going to customize to what the client wants. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. And I've seen big shops where it's so overly processed. Yes. Yes. It yes. just doesn't work. Um, no. work some, but not all. No. Okay. So right now 10, 10 people active. Do Are you 100% owner? Have you taken on any cash? So yeah, thankfully all bootstrap, no cash, no investors. Um, wow. Ben and- Lund is Ben Lund is 100% owner on the cap table. That's correct. That is correct. That's nice. Um, yeah, that's I know, nice. Like, I, I don't know, maybe we could bring in like, or yeah, I will like to open it up to some type of uh, ownership opportunities for okay. uh, senior employees, just give them some upside as well. Um, but also not against like for, for further ideas. Like if one day, would it be helpful to infuse more cash to help growth? Maybe. Makes sense. I don't know. And Right now, we're not at that level, uh, but I am very grateful that because it's just kind of our own money, uh, we haven't, yeah. we don't really report to anyone else, which isn't that nice. The only person you report to is Jordan. Yeah, that's right. How are we doing, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, guys in your spot, right? What do you, uh, can you tell me how big you, you probably don't want to share revenue? Do you, do you want to, do you want to tell oh, us yeah, how big you are? Share. Um, last year we were just shy of a million. Okay, great. Now we're probably on track for one, three, one, four ish. Um, okay, cool. Very yeah, good. I'm Very good. You know, right at your spot, right? I always hear people say, I've had so many people on the podcast that have taken on cash and I get one of two responses and they are on the complete opposite end. Yeah. They say it's the worst thing I ever did and I made a deal with the devil or they say <laughs> or they say it's freaking great. There's no like in the middle. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So in time I'll, I'll give that some more thought, but um And how about partnering with your brother? Yeah, and so it's that'd be just more kind of like loose partnerships, but actually he's since moved on from his agency, so he oh. ran for oh. 10 plus years um Awesome career at it, built out a team, and then eventually kind of stepped aside. Um, somebody still, think, somebody else is still running it. So or, yeah, or, someone was running it for a bit, and then I think it just kind of fizzled out once he left. Um, oh, but okay. then he went on to do. You know, I think what was happening is his heart just wasn't there anymore into like agency life, and he was getting pulled into some other really cool projects um, and kind of like bigger things that just really piqued his interest. Like kind of like, he's just getting pulled in different directions. And he's like, you know what? This was a lot of fun and he did well at it or very well. But then he's like, I'm going to move on. But we still, I mean, he's still in all things like marketing and we consult a lot or just chat. Um, So yeah. Okay. 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 You know, I, I've interviewed a shit ton of marketing uh, executives. Uh, a lot of them have been on the podcast that have small agencies, a ton of them. Um, what is the number one thing that makes Rise special? Like, like out of all the guys I've had on the podcast, I, freaking, I don't even know how many marketing agencies we've had. Mm-hmm. You know, they all say the same thing. Well, then I'll all say the exact same thing. I know. And I'm probably going to say the same thing as they say. Um, <laughs> what What is what is the key reason I'm calling Rise? Why Rise? Yeah. You know, so what makes 
Rise Special, I'll definitely always put team first and foremost because without the team, we have nothing. And we have a pretty awesome group of folks. But why Rise? I mean, I think it all comes down to data-driven performance. Like, we're not going to do something because you want us to do I mean, yeah, we will. But then we're going to be very honest and transparent of... Yes. Like there's nothing wrong if you launch a campaign with all best intentions, whether it was our idea or client idea, we're like, oof, this is not <laughs> going so well. But you know, through all of our clients, we have a dashboard. We look at this either on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, depending on size of client yeah. and size of program. We look at this, the data's not gonna tell us, like the data's not gonna lie. And a campaign that doesn't perform doesn't mean it's a failure. It's a really good knowledge point of like, okay, that didn't work. We have to pivot from that. And just by having that open transparency and dialogue makes the world of difference. And then, cause it could be a variety of things. It could be, is it the targeting? Is it the messaging? Is it landing page? Are we just going off the wrong audience? And then we review that with the partner, the client partner of like, all right, let's figure this out. What, what where do you think we're off here? And then, and then we pivot and then obviously the campaigns that are doing awesome, data is going to show that let's push gas and if campaigns are somewhere in the middle. All right. How can we tweak this to get that? Or what is it about those good campaigns that are working? So it's a very transparent relationship. Good, that good, we have. good, good, good. Do you specialize in the, in the paid campaigns or in SEO is like a, a like a side deal or what, what? Yeah, so we start off on all paid and then we brought in SEO about three plus years ago and we do all things SEO into including all content creation, all that is written, all the keyword research is done in-house, written in-house by full-time employee, okay. Okay. employees. Um, on the on the on the paid side, all right, LinkedIn, Facebook, all all of all of it, Google AdWord, oh. everything. Whatever whatever you want to yeah. do. Google, Microsoft, LinkedIn, Meta, which I'm still getting used to saying Meta for Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, TikTok to some degree, just kind of dabbling, trying it. Okay. Yeah, we are very much platform agnostic. Okay. We're not like, oh, we're just the Google agency. We're not the Facebook. It's like, well, Google's great, but sometimes it's not the answer for you. Maybe you should for be over here. Yeah, uh, good, good, good. For a small business uh, like ours, we'll use my own company uh, yep. as an example. Um, you know, and from my, I have seen people go broke with Google AdWords, right? I mean, this the, the budget can just boom, just just like that. You you spent five grand or whatever. Um, do you have a? Is it set up? Is the model set up to where when you're talking to an owner like me, and I say, "Look, Ben, I want to spend five grand a month," and then yeah. here, here here's five grand. Just yep. Do do what you need to. Take your cut out of it. Yep. How does that work? Is that is that how it works? Yeah, definitely. So we'll have a monthly retainer, uh, flat fee. Okay. And then, then the rest will go to, in this case, Google. And we are very, what I'm, I'm very vocal and transparent about is you will give Google your credit card. We don't want to touch your money because there are a lot of agencies from uh -huh. yesteryear oh, which would say, okay, uh -huh. we're going to add a, a cut on top of it. So it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. and then they kind of got, will polish up their reports of like, yeah, mm -hmm. we're going to add 15% on what they're paid. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's your Google account. You will always have ownership of it. You're going to pay Google directly. We're not getting in the middle of it and kind of mucking up like any of that. You're going to pay us 
our fee for our services. And by having you always maintain ownership, that gives you flexibility and also confidence. So it's like, well, if it ever didn't work, I can take this in-house or it can go elsewhere or something like that. Whereas, and we run into this all the time, agencies almost hold their clients hostage or like, okay, well, this is our ad account that we built for you. If you want to leave, you're going to have to start from scratch. Mm. <laughs> and it's really is holding them hostage. Now, the best agencies that I speak with, they don't do that. But there are agencies out there, and maybe they have reasons that make sense that I'm just not privy to, that they will do that. So we don't, you're hiring us to do a service, a professional service to optimize and manage Google ads, in this case, as best as we can to drive performance. And that's all you're paying us. Okay. And do I have to pay for the initial discovery call where I'm like, Hey Ben, I think I want to do these keywords. And then your team's looking at it and they go, actually, no, you probably should do these keywords. Yeah. Like, is there, is there a fee for this discovery recommendation call? No fee at all. Free consultation. Um, okay. and, and even also when a client does partner with us, we have that monthly flat fee and that's scoped out based off of how big the program is and how many channels and things like that. But there's not a big like setup fee of like, okay, okay, month one. And no doubt, like that first month, there is a lot more work that goes into it. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, then, then after then after that, aren't you just dial turning dial on exactly. words up then down? You're optimizing and tweaking. So it's like, it all comes out in the wash. And it's really, it's also a level of trust. Like when a client comes on to us, they might think, oh, oh it's a risk. It's also a risk for a, a rise because we're putting a lot of upfront effort into this and our mutual goal mm -hmm. is to see this mm -hmm. successful because mm -hmm. if we, we can't run a successful business by just having one month engagements. Um, can I turn it? Can, is it, but, but okay. So you're recommending, obviously it goes further than that. But my question is, do I have to sign a long-term contract or is it month to month? Uh, yeah. Month to month. I mean, we even have, I say this, it's more for marketing, but like zero day out clause. And it's actually in every um, zero day out clause. Yeah, okay. and I, I just say that because at, when I was at agency, Rim Kaufman Group, what were the terms? It was like 180-day out clause with a 60-day notice. So it's like, even if you wanted to leave, you were bound to them for eight months. And I was just like, I never want to have a contract force a relationship. If Agreed. It's working, Agreed. It's working. Agreed. If Agreed. it's not Why would working, you, do you shake yes. hands. And thankfully, I haven't been burned to date, maybe one ended a little bit too premature. I was like, oof, but whatever. I, it's it's a great advice. Yeah. Great advice. I, I, I strongly encourage that for the listeners as well. If you want a service business, you know, you can put whatever you want to in the contract. The bottom line is if you own a service business and somebody doesn't want your service anymore, you're not going to force them to use your service. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Very much. Why so. would you do that? Yeah, why would you do that? That's not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I I love that when people. I had a guy tell me one time. He's like, look, he's like, I don't care what's in the this service level agreement. If if I don't want to use you anymore and I'm not gonna pay you, then I'm not gonna pay you. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, that's it. I know. So. Uh, okay, I like that zero day out clause. Okay, very good, man. I appreciate the overview uh, of the business uh, for sure. Um, thank you. So what's the goal then, Ben? Are you just are you running this as a lifestyle business for the fam with your for your family for now? And it's like, hey, you're having fun building it. Do you are you 
are you do you have a master plan to sell it or merge is yeah uh, tell me where you're at so great question i don't know the answer to and you know shame on me as the business owner for not having like this fully written out plan um you know where where it's going right now is like still having a ton of fun with this um because the enjoyment is there and we're doing all right um i just want to keep this thing going but what's very interesting and I mentioned this actually on the, the other podcast that I was on recently, we have a team of employees, not a massive team, but a team. And we just went through our review cycle this past summer. A lot of people got raises, things like that. And, you know, it's less of this is the Ben organization. We need to make Ben happy. It's sort of something bigger than that. So it's like, if I want to keep the employees engaged, happy, well-compensated, career opportunities, there's really no choice but to grow um, because if we just stay at this, like, oh, this is my little like bonsai tree. I just curated it perfectly. I'm going to go jet set the world. Not that I have the funds to jet set the world, but, you know, in, um, in that example, the team would work here and be like, okay, Rise is fun and cool. I get it, but I can't really grow. So I'm just going to work here for one year or two years and then move off. Right. And really, so the focus is less on Ben these days. And now more of the team, like if I want the team to grow as they want to, and we have the career conversations with everybody. Good. We need to grow. So that's, so I think that mindset is fueling future growth. Now to answer your question of, are we going to merge? Are we going to get bought out? Right now, I don't have any plans on any of that or frankly interest. I like being independently owned and operated, but I can't predict future. Okay. Yeah, you do a nice job, by the way, of highlighting your people on the website, and uh, it's got it's got a good feel that you oh, that you awesome. care about that that you care about your employees. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, no, team's awesome. The retention is really high, and we really focus. I try to always weed out any clients that just wouldn't be a good fit that would just burn out the team. Awesome. So, try our best. Um, Occasionally you get one that snuck by like, how did this happen? But team first, always, I'm never going to prioritize a client over a team member for short-term gain because you're going to lose. Great advice. Let's pause right there before I ask you the last question. If you are an early stage entrepreneur, especially with a service business of some kind, some sort of agency or whatever, Life is too short to work with asshole clients, especially if they are mistreating your employees. Yes. I, you know, I will not stand for that at Riderflex. If I, if I find out now, now, okay. Early on when we were starving and I <laughs> only had like two clients, did, you know, did me and me and Scott, did we put up with a few assholes? You're like taking early the punches, on? I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But those days are over. I, I, you know, I don't, uh, yeah. If I find out a client is just, you know, beating up one of my recruiters for absolutely no reason and just being an asshole. We'll just, I'll just call him and be like, Hey man, find, find somebody else. Have a nice life. Good to, good to, good to meet you. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. And and it makes the the team will appreciate you more. It's not worth it. And then you can channel those energies on a better client. I I recommend firing asshole clients as quickly as possible. Yes. Yes. Yep. And unfortunately (laughs) I had to do that before. 
very rare that that does happen, but you got to put your team first. Otherwise you're going to yes. be losing your team over your clients. And actually that a-hole client is probably going to leave anyhow. So true. Exactly. <laughs> Bingo. They're going to leave anyhow, or they're going to stiff you on some invoices and not pay them. Something's going to go wrong. Yeah. So, you know, very good, my friend. Um, okay. Last question. Uh, if you had to, because we didn't talk a lot about hobbies and and, and yeah. you know your thoughts and things like that. But what is Ben's core purpose in life Oof. beyond beyond your children? Let, let's 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 set yeah. the, your wife and children aside. Okay, so let's let's, let's set them yeah. aside. What is like your core purpose? You ever you ever have those moments where you're like, okay, now what am I doing on this planet? What's what's what what why what, what's my big reason to be here? What what is Ben's overall core purpose if you had to put it into a sentence yeah wow that's a very tough question and i'm probably going to write this down so i can do some soul searching yes at some point or next time going out for a long run or meditation yeah. or whatever um you know that's really interesting i feel like there's the ben's core purpose for different functions in his life as you mentioned you, know, you told me to like remove family but like you know for the family be positive influence and mm -hmm. be there for, for both wife and children. And then also for work-wise, I do believe like the rise team, myself included, like we have a special talent and skill set, and we can use that to help grow businesses. And we hear from clients where they tell us success stories of like, wow, thanks mm -hmm. to you guys. We're yeah. growing like crazy. And I see mm -hmm. them hiring. So I feel like that's our purpose in the rise lens of like, we have this ability Let's use it. And we also, we don't bring on like not only just bad clients, but just bad businesses. If it's a, a scheme or uh, something that's just like, I don't want, gotcha. I don't want to contribute towards that. I want legit yeah. businesses. Yes. But to answer your question, which I know I'm like dodging around because I'm thinking through this of like, it's, not, it's a tough one. I couldn't answer it first time the, somebody asked me. The core of Ben. I need, I need to think about that. I think there was probably some okay. Very good. overlapping traits. Um, that's a really that's good, actually, yeah. that's actually one of the best answers I've gotten in a long time. I always, I actually don't like it when people try to force an answer. Uh, so I appreciate you saying that you need to think about it. By the way, I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was challenged with that from one of my advisory board members. Yeah. Um, I was having wine with him, a glass of wine on his back porch. And he's like, you know, what, what is your real core purpose? And I, I did one of those, well, I want to make the world a better place or whatever. Right. Like the, the cheesy quick answer yeah. that most everybody would give. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, no, 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 no. He's like, no, you're not gonna, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. He's like, no, you're not going to get out that easy. You know? Yes. Make the world a better place. Take care of your family. Okay. That that's, those are easy answers. Like really yeah, think yeah. about it. Anyway, I came home that night and uh, my wife was uh, in the kitchen and uh, she's like, she's like, what's wrong with you? You seem, you seem irritable. And I was like, yeah, I'm irritable. I'm 50 years old. I don't know what my core purpose is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's That's a good a one. To really question, think about, man. That's a yeah. really good question. I, after this, I'm going to write this down and think about that. Cause I feel like, well, I'm sure he asked you for a reason to, to help shape your probably focus, right? Yeah, I finally came up. I finally came up with a solid answer to it. And I did exactly what you're saying. I thought about it for weeks. Um, I, I really feel like at this stage, and by the way, I think your core purpose changes a, a, as your life moves along, depending on what yeah. situation you're in or how old you are. Right now, going forward, I think my my core purpose is to help people find professional happiness. Yeah. And that 
that ties back to, you know, our recruiting firm and the candidates we deal with. And so overall, yeah. I'm just trying to help people find professional happiness. And, and I like but that. I had to really think about that, bro. I, it took me a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Ben, congratulations, man, on, on the business. Again, for the listeners, Rise Marketing Group. It's risemkg.com. Uh, check out Ben and his team if you need some support on marketing. Congrats on everything you're doing. Yeah. I uh, appreciate you. you sharing your story on the Rider Flex podcast, my friend. Yeah, hey, I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you. And um, yeah, really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you.